0: everybody and welcome back to the brave story podcast journal entries and candid conversations about living a fearless honest and meaningful life my name is julia robertson hinch yes julia robertson hinch is my new name i got married and i am back for season three you guys i am so excited i haven't done a podcast since the beginning of this year in january and i didn't even know if i wanted to keep making podcasts if i wanted to have a season three the entire eight months that i was engaged to drew and it's now been a couple of months since our wedding so it's really been about almost 10 months since i've put up an episode i really felt like i didn't have anything i wanted to say and i talked about this last season a bit here and there but there was something about COVID that just made me feel like really not wanting to share i really didn't want to share and then i also felt really busy from the engagement and so as soon as the wedding was over and the post-wedding blues lifted i all of a sudden have felt this creative energy and enthusiasm return to me in a way that i haven't felt since before covid and so i'm really excited and i wanted to ride this high and try and create a season three of this podcast because it was something i was really enjoying initially before covid But I decided if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it really well. And if this is something you are interested in listening to, I want to make a commitment to you that it is going to be consistent. And so here is what I have to offer you. If you would like to listen to season three, it is going to be 10 episodes long and it is going to be coming out every Wednesday, hopefully in the morning. Uh, This is the first episode. There will be nine more. We're going to be talking about a lot of the things that happened over the past year, We're going to be debriefing our engagement in this episode and we'll talk about our honeymoon and the things we've learned we're going to be debriefing our whole wedding so i'm going to be having drew on a lot since we live together now but i'm also going to be talking about other things that have happened to me this year i'm going to be talking about identifying workplace trauma in your own life and how to heal i'm going to be talking about uh doing things that you used to hate getting out of your comfort zone typical brave story themes. I'm going to actually get really practical with you guys and I'm going to share travel tips, how to travel cheap, talking about traveling solo, and I'm going to talk about life transitions. Those are just some of the things you can expect from this year. I know that this has been an inconsistent podcast so I wanted to make sure that season three was very reliable and so I've already recorded most of it. Um, A lot of it's already prepared. I'm recording this intro last, and so I'm very excited for you to listen to the episode that I have for you today. To kick it off, I am bringing in Drew as my new unofficial guest host, my new husband. We are going to be debriefing our engagement season and talking about all the things we learned, also sharing kind of how we planned our wedding. Uh, The audio isn't the best because I forgot how to podcast, but... Here we are. Thank you for being here. I really hope that you enjoy this episode and this season, and I'll talk to you soon. Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm here with my husband. Hello. Drew Hinch. Hello, husband. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we get started, the way I always kick off my podcast is you have to share something brave that you have done recently. I would say restarting this podcast is something brave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and you're a part of that, you know? You do, yeah. You're sharing your thoughts and feelings on the internet. But also we just decided, we made a family decision. It was very difficult. But we just decided that we're gonna audition for a show together. Oh, yeah. And that's brave in the sense that we're having to make a lot of, like, scheduling sacrifices. Yeah. And we also don't even know if we'll get a part in the show. So, yeah. We had to Look at our calendar. We're like We have <laughs> girls trips and weddings and Thanksgiving and a lot of things because it'll be a Christmas show. So this is really like a preview of a whole nother story and we'll talk more about it if we end up getting cast in the show. Yeah. But just so you know, we are auditioning for a show together <laughs> and that's the brave thing we're doing. Yeah. What about you?
1: Definitely that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just like for me too, That I think I expressed it yesterday is like. I normally let my schedule kind of dictate, like I just kind of say yes to things and then like, oh, that's my schedule. That's what I'm doing, whether I feel strongly about it or not. And so this is this is definitely a brave step for me to just cancel some things and move some things around so that I can do this because I think it's going to be really fun. Um, my answer to the question was actually just going to be um, applying to jobs. So I finished applying to three different companies. Oh, yeah. Um, yesterday, I am not a big fan of the whole application process. Um, I feel like I've never gotten a job through an application process or like an interview <laughs> process. So um, I really am putting myself full, full force into it as opposed to just um, having like a negative attitude and not not doing my best at it. So that that's, that's my brave thing.
0: Nice. Very brave.
1: Yeah.
0: Especially to be 35 and to be doing something that a lot of people have did at 22 and I know I've I've done this a million times and I think it is <laughs> the worst not to be discouraging yeah. but I think no, it's it's daunting it's hard it's a lot of work yeah and you have to put yourself out there a lot and I'm, it's been really fun watching you and supporting you being the supportive <laughs> other instead of the person <laughs> yeah, going indeed. through it yeah and I'm really true. excited for you I think you have a lot like a lot of good opportunities yeah are gonna come to you okay so getting started overall what were your thoughts on our engagement?
1: overall again definitely heard all the horror stories a lot of people said it was just going to be really stressful and a lot of conflict and we had some but none of it was I thought that crazy or bad or you know I guess it's good people set like a really low bar for the engagement period
0: that's true you know
1: like (laughs) they're like ah it's stressful it's not fun like whatever like you know planning a wedding is hard and again, you're good at planning and you definitely shouldered most of that, uh, especially while I was working And you know, it, I don't know. It all went really well. Um, I was happy with everything we chose and now after like actually seeing the wedding happen, like it was all, it all worked out great. And yeah, yeah, like
0: we're going to do a whole debrief of our wedding. We already recorded it and we loved our wedding. I know
1: (laughs) we (laughs) did. We did. So yeah, it was fun. I mean, like, I, like I said, some of the most stressful parts were like, the stuff that I had to plan just like my bachelor party and um the honeymoon was kind of stressful for me to plan just Mm -hmm. because um you normally plan the trips (laughs) so so yeah I was just a little nervous I didn't want to like let you down on that but other than that I mean like it was it was great and it was really Mm -hmm. a smooth transition like I really liked it
0: yeah to set the scene we got engaged in December and then we planned a lot of the wedding in January and February Mm -hmm. And Drew had a full-time job where he yeah. was working more than 40 hours, more like 50, 60 hours. Yeah, 50
1: to 55 was average.
0: And it's the kind of job where he like could not work from home. It was very physically laborious, so mm-hmm. he was very tired. And then he also was a full-time student, so <laughs> then in April... When did yeah, you April, quit?
1: Yeah, it was like April 9th or 10th, something oh, like that. Oh,
0: right. How could I forget that day? It was like on my calendar. But yeah. April 9th. <laughs> he quit and became a full-time student and that made everything better.
1: <laughs> yeah. I still had finals to get through of that semester, which was hard because even though I quit my job like a month before finals, it's still, I was just like behind just from working and doing everything. But yeah, once we started the summer session, it was definitely a different
0: a lot of people also told me it was gonna be horrible and I don't know I still don't know why people don't like it very much. Yeah. Uh, and I don't wanna say ours was perfect. I definitely cried a lot, I definitely got stressed out. Yeah. It was definitely hard at times, but overall I loved planning a wedding and I and I think that <laughs> might be personality. Like I just like planning things. It yeah. brings me great joy, especially if it's a fun thing. And it's a natural part of my brain to plan stuff. It just good at that kind of thing yeah my wedding coordinator that we had I remember asking her at one point do you think I'm ever gonna get to the point where I'm like waiting for the shoe to drop I'm waiting for it to be stressed out and I've heard people use the word like torturous and I'm like yeah. I don't really relate to that word I'm like waiting for it and she said no I think you just like planning and it's natural for you and I don't really <laughs> think you're ever gonna get to a place where you don't like planning yeah so and that was true um part of the reason we planned the wedding so quickly. Was because I already knew every vendor for the most part, except our cake. We had to search around, and the venue we had to search around. But other right. than that, we already knew every ven- vendor we wanted because we wanted to only hire our friends. And because I used to work at Adventures, where everyone had a side hustle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar with with me or my podcast, I used to work at a missions organization in northern georgia northern Georgia, <laughs> North Georgia, and all my friends seemed to work in the wedding industry, and not only. Is it just like, oh my friends, they're cheap. No, 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 like they were really good. And I wanted to hire them because I knew they were good already and because I loved the idea of just having only people I liked hanging out with me all day. Yeah. <laughs> so I, all I had to really do was make phone calls. I hired my friend Allie and Joe to do the videography and the photography. I hired my friend Taylor to do the flowers. We hired our friends Julian Miles to be the caterer. Skylar was the coordinator. Drew's friend jo- John, uh, a.k.a. Gator, was the <laughs> DJ. Yep. And so, were we forgetting something? Um, oh, and I hired my friend Evan and my friend Eric had to be the, the
1: musicians. musicians
0: at the actual ceremony. So we already knew all of that. And really, we just had to make phone calls and kind of negotiate rates and details and
1: right.
0: uh, vision. Yeah. So we like by the time February came, like we had all the vendors. We really just had to find a cake. And that's not that hard. And then the (laughs) venue search, we did that. That was the first thing we did. Mm -hmm. So we could have a date and then when we hired everyone we already had the date. So the day after we got engaged, I had the day off. That day, this is like so me, I like scheduled wedding dress, fittings, and I scheduled venue tours and I like I was so excited. And so within a week we went to see the first venue. Yeah,
1: that was the next weekend.
0: (laughs) And we didn't end up picking that one. It was so out of the budget, but I think it was really fun for us. Like, Drew, I remember you being like, this is, like, really getting me in the mood and, like, getting, yeah. and helping me realize, like, what venues are like and, like, what we might want and what we could do. And, yeah. And it was fun. I remember we were riding around in a golf cart, like, drinking coffee, yeah. and I was just, like, so excited. Like, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. It was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. It was definitely way too nice for us, like, money-wise, but it was fun because they did take really good care of us and yeah golf cart and coffee um but yeah no it did, it did it really helped it just started to get those wheels turning of like oh, okay because like I've catered a lot of weddings and so like in my mind mm-hmm. I kind of I filmed a lot of weddings yeah and it's like so like I kind <laughs> like, of was just I've seen it done so many different ways like what do I want like I never thought about like what I wanted my wedding venue to be like and what the wedding weekend would be like and stuff like that so I just kind of actually sit down and you know, go to that first tour and start thinking about those things. It was really good, and it was really fun. And Mm -hmm. just, yeah, just, like, not to waste any time or procrastinate was good, too. Just, like, we'll start doing it. Like, we're getting married.
0: (laughs) One thing you did say you wanted, if you don't remember, was you wanted to spend a lot of time with people. Yeah. You were interested in, like, a weekend kind of experience. Mm -hmm. Which we ended up doing sort of. We, like, DIYed it together. Right. We didn't know if we could afford, like, a whole destination.
1: Yeah. Everyone's
0: in one place but yeah. we kind of cobbled together a variety of activities so we got to see people yeah for two and a half days
1: mm-hmm. yeah and it was fun too because like our wedding was on a sunday just again because of covid and bookings and all of those only day available you know, it was just like yeah everybody was like doing their their second date you know this this year so <laughs> yeah. it was very full and so but that was cool because then we got you know like activities friday saturday and mm-hmm. you know obviously the wedding sunday so yeah i did get to see a lot of people and spend We'll get about out of time with people.
0: And we were speaking of COVID, we were so lucky in hindsight with the timing of everything because we never <laughs> postponed or rescheduled anything. No. We got engaged right as vaccines were coming out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we had our wedding right there was this pocket in the summer where like people were having events. Events were socially acceptable. People were comfortable with them and our wedding was just right at the end of that. And people are still yeah. having events and going to sporting events and it's still okay to have a wedding in my opinion, but it's now become a fear again. Yeah. And so ours was just sort of right at the end like we there was only a few days like that week. I was like, "Oh shoot. We could get covid or we yeah, could yeah, have." Yeah, we you know, were, and if, I get, if we get covid, we have to cancel, you know. I know. We we're definitely so,
1: stressing a but, little
0: bit. Yeah, and I was stressed out at the beginning of it, which that was actually some tension for us was just me being Mhm scared and i think that would frustrate you not to make you sound like empathetic but just like me getting scared we'd have to cancel i got probably made you feel scared too and then we would get frustrated
1: yeah um. yeah i just yeah for sure it definitely was mm-hmm. tough yeah
0: but when it never happened and we really stopped worrying about that around may ish i don't really remember exactly but it yeah. stopped becoming like the vaccines came out and it stopped becoming a thing mm-hmm. and we started going to weddings and
1: yeah, because yeah, we both got vaccinated too, like pretty early on, because we knew we were going to... Um,
0: yeah, I the second they said Iceland. we were allowed, as the general public, I made an appointment. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got mine a little bit later, but I mean, it's still in plenty of time for me to do my bachelor party and whatnot, so...
0: So, I guess like two weeks after our engagement day, the day we got engaged, we did a bunch of tours... Which was fun. Oh, yeah. And we had the weekend. Uh, I had it in my head I wanted us to get married in North Georgia. And I can't remember why now at the time. But I think I just thought it would be cheaper and there were a lot there'd be a lot of space and I yeah. of a lot of cool venues. And I'd been to a lot of I used to live in Gainesville. And that was really fun. Like looking for wedding venues, I thought was really fun. Looking for yeah. wedding dresses was really yeah, fun. Was fun. <laughs> but getting into my first point, one of the first things I learned about myself, which is something I've already known, but something like it like really became apparent. Was how insecure I was about people judging me for what my wedding was like. Specifically, really from any aspect, but specifically talking about money. Like, I was, it was extremely apparent through the picking the venue process that I was, I had some kind of like money related triggers and drama or something. Because there was one, we didn't end up picking it, but there was this one stunning, I won't say the name of it just in case you pick it and I don't want to make anyone feel bad but there's this right. there was this one incredible venue yeah. that my mom loved and drew loved and I loved but it was like double the budget that we had been told yeah. so I cried multiple times because I didn't like I liked the venue but I didn't want to spend that much money yeah. and it, like, it makes sense to be uh, like passionate but the fact that I was just crying
1: yeah. I was understanding at first just because I was like, okay, I understand this doesn't, it's, it's something bigger here and that's fine. I understand that. I also don't want us to not pick something because it's too nice. Like, you know, there's a way that we can maybe make it work, like whatever. Um, but yeah, so at first I was, but it, it did happen a couple more times that I was like more impatient the second time or third mm-hmm. time um, just because it didn't seem like... I again, I just I was starting to get frustrated because I didn't know where it co- was coming from. You didn't know where it was coming from, and like that was just frustrating. And but yeah, I, ultimately we mm-hmm. found a great venue and yeah it worked out. Like,
0: well, you're so one thing you've taught me is that usually when you're triggered like that, like it's not about what's happening in the moment. And yeah, you knew that. Like you yeah, and since like you've done so much therapy,
1: yeah, you knew
0: you're like you're not <laughs> upset about this. Like the dollar amount, it's about something deeper. And so I had to really figure out what is going on with me. And I still don't know exactly where this started, but I started listing off like a lot of really good, solid, upsetting reasons as to why I might feel this way. And I was like, you know, like people always ask me, how do you afford to travel? And I don't come from... A low-income family like i'll just be honest yeah and so people always i've had people spread rumors about me like yeah. um that i don't have a job yeah. i don't pay for anything right. my brother and i both like there there were rumors for a long time that neither of us paid for our anything and right. uh ever since i graduated college i've paid for everything i definitely have been given like lots of furniture and gifts yeah. and i'm i'm not gonna act like i've you know paid for everything in my life but i have i've had a job since i was 15 and i uh, <laughs> like like just like a regular person yeah once i graduated college <laughs> i've had a job and paid for my rent and my life and yeah. whatever i did traveling included um and so i've had people start rumors i remember when i got home from europe when i was i went for four months and right after college and i found out that Someone had started a rumor that my parents, (laughs) this is weirdly related, but my parents used my wedding fund to pay for like the months that I was gone. I thought that was so oddly specific. I was like, first of all, I don't think my parents have a wedding fund. Is that even a thing people have?
1: Maybe.
0: I mean, I don't think they had that.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, I don't think they have a wedding fund for me, especially at 22. And no, I, I was got, I got graduation money, like a regular person. Yeah. But I also had a lot of savings. Uh, I was like, no, oh, that's like, I paid for it all myself with my own resources. Yeah. <laughs> so that hurt my feelings. And yeah, and I just remember when I was younger, I got, like my mom gave me a cell phone when I was 14. And I remember thinking I didn't need the phone cause I already had a perfectly good phone and <laughs> this one was just nicer. And I cried, I cried and made her get send it back. So I've always had these like weird money yeah. things with money and I, I can't like figure out where it started. Right. But I've got I've got like some reasonable stories to tell of like people judging me for right. opulence or for money or sure. believing I don't deserve yes. something. So that's like fair. Right. But then there's also I can trace it back further to of maybe I've always been this way or maybe there was messaging in my childhood that I don't know. I don't know exactly know what the root and I'll continue to figure that out, but I do know that I realized I can't like I can't plan my wedding for all these people that obviously don't respect me. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever these people are that started rumors about me, you know, they're probably not invited. Yeah. And I can't live my life like that. Like I ha- I am it's good to value a dollar. And it's good to not be frivolous and it's good to mm. like so I was like I will plan a reasonable wedding that I like. Um, within this budget that I've been given and I'm gonna feel good about it and proud and happy and and I talked to several of my really really good friends about it and they're all married at this point and they all said not all of them but a couple of them said I used all of my budget if I had a bigger budget I would have used a bigger budget like I (laughs) if I had whatever budget you have like I would use all of it and I would be grateful and excited and you don't need to feel bad and Um, Not like our budget was so crazy or anything. But yeah, so it just was like a journey for me, a very touch-and-go journey of me trying, and I'm know i still on it, to not make choices for other people based off judgment, especially if they're judgmental people that don't respect
1: me. And I think that's where I started to get frustrated was just because, um, in general, I think a lot about other people and do a lot for other people in my day-to-day. And there's just very few times in my life when I kind of want to be selfish and one of those has always in my mind been my wedding Mm -hmm. and so like I wanted to do what I wanted to do on my uh, bachelor party and I wanted you know us to do whatever we wanted to do for our wedding and so like as I could see that other people's voices were starting to get into your head about plans for the wedding I was just getting frustrated because I was like it doesn't matter like this is our one chance to like Mm -hmm. be selfish and have the wedding that we want and do it the way we want and you know again the people are going to enjoy it no matter what we do. So it's like we need to figure out what we're what's going to make us happy. And again, there's there's that balance of like, yeah, I don't want to spend a ton of money. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be mm-hmm. you know a hundred miles from where I grew up. You know, like there's all of that you have to take into advantage into consideration. And so like yeah, we ultimately I feel like we really did make a good decision for us, and it wasn't a huge hindrance. But yeah, it was just like one of those kind of speed bumps you're getting over when you're making decisions and talking about stuff. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, so that was just, that was the only time I really got frustrated is I just felt like it was getting away from me. And it was the same thing with COVID. Like, I didn't want COVID to dictate how I did my wedding and how I experienced that special day with everybody and...
0: Yeah, I was also so insecure about that. I was so scared our wedding would end up being, like, this frowned upon, disgraceful thing. Like, we shouldn't have had it. And I forever have to remember my wedding as, like, a a stain. Like, there was a stain on it because it was not, like, no one approved of me having it. Which, that's not what happened. That did not end up happening at all. No. (laughs) Um, So, I was just really scared of that. So, clearly, a lot of my decisions were rooted in like judgment of others mm-hmm. and our fear of judgment of others yeah so that was probably my biggest struggle <laughs> yeah. but we did end up picking the most incredible venue so we ended up yeah. picking one in metro atlanta and alpharetta georgia i'm from marietta east cobb and i can never remember where you're from forsyth yeah forsyth county forsyth. but
1: yeah like my address mm-hmm. was technically swanee but swanee, I mean, we really yeah. lived in coming i mean for all so, intents and purposes
0: yeah these are all like random cities north of atlanta yeah suburbs <laughs> So we picked a place in the suburbs and when we, when we, it was the last place we went and toured and we almost weren't going to go, but we went and. Yeah.
1: Cause it was so far away. Cause we had <laughs> toured a bunch in North Georgia and we were just kind of like, we were tired. We didn't want to like drive all the way to Alpharetta.
0: And there were a couple we already liked.
1: Um, yeah. 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 We had. Found a couple good ones, a couple good options, and we were just like, yeah, let's go see it. And Mm -hmm. I had catered there one time, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't necessarily need to go see it. I remember it. It was okay.
0: Yeah. We went to this one because my friend Lauren had gotten married there. Oh, that's right. And that's how I knew about it. So we went, and we just, I feel like we only both knew it was the one when we saw it because it was so big. Right. And one of the things, we knew we were going to have a big bridal party on both sides, bridal and groom party. Right. And they had really nice big getting ready spaces mm-hmm. and a lot of the other places kind of had closets.
1: Or they would have one or the other like the groom's suite would be huge and nice and whatever and then the bridal suite would be small or other way around like the bridal yeah. suite would be huge and big and there'd be a million chairs and then the groom's suite was like a like a like a closet with a couch and a TV mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like well that's not very fun. And yeah, we walked into this one and like the groomsmen suite was huge and big and nice and it was downstairs in the basement and then like, you know, yours was big and sweet and nice upstairs in the attic and so we're far away from each other. Yeah, great light for (laughs) y'all getting ready. Um, And
0: it was just, I knew I wanted a simp, as far as decor, I know I mm -hmm. wanted it to be sort of all white, white flowers, a little bit of greenery and maybe gold. Right. And this venue was all white stunning. You really didn't have to decorate it. There were chandeliers and billowy Mm -hmm. Uh, curtains, curtains yeah. and pillars and like it was pretty on its own so we knew we wouldn't have to really decorate it. I mean yeah. that's something I was thinking about. It was first. very
1: simple and pretty on its own. It was very white. It had like mm-hmm. nice old white or sorry old hardwood floors mm-hmm. you know that were just very nice and very shiny and just gave a lot of great look and so then <laughs> feel. We,
0: yeah. So then we sat down and she handed us the paper with the dollar amounts on it and oh, it yeah. was so much it wasn't the cheapest one we looked at, but no. for what the value we were getting, it yeah. was significantly cheaper. And just like we, from, since we had looked at so many venues, we understood price at this point right. and like value. And we realized it was such a good value.
1: Such a great value. And it we, was I, the cheapest alcohol service of any of really? them. Really? Yes, it was by far. And that, that's what blew me away because that's normally where they kind of gouge you because everybody wants drinks. And if you don't want drinks, like whatever, but... Uh, But most people want drinks at their wedding. So that's where they gouge it. And like this place was by far the cheapest. I mean, at least by $10 a person. And so that was just really cool to see that kind of up front. Like, oh, okay, cool. That's great. And then we could bring in our own vendors. There was a penalty, I think, for the food vendor.
0: Yeah, there was a big fee for bringing in your own caterer. But with the caterer that we chose, because I was hell bent on using this caterer. Uh, with, with their, with the price of that caterer and the fee, it was still cheaper than the caterer they wanted us to use. And I yeah. just really disliked their caterer. I wanted to do Spanish food yeah. and I asked her to prepare a menu and she gave me like a conglomeration of Hispanic foods. She was like, we'll do like a Southwest thing and a Mexican, yeah. Mexican street corn and yeah. like Peruvian. And I was like, no, I said Spanish, Spanish. not, Spanish. not like countries that speak Spanish. Yeah. Like Spain. Spain. <laughs> yeah what i was like mexican street corn and like case southwest quesadillas like yeah. that was her i was like
1: i know no yeah and then, <laughs> and then they were gonna charge us like a ridiculous amount and it, yeah for that so stuff, it was still cheaper to like, use well, yeah.
0: with the fee which is stupid mm-hmm. but i get it it's a business um yeah. it was still cheaper to use the people and, i wanted
1: and yeah and it, it really was though like other than the price and everything it really was just a feeling i think we both had walking into that venue mm-hmm. we were like Oh, wow. Because at that point, we like you said, we had honed what we wanted. We had honed kind of what we were thinking about. We walked in. I was just like, I think this is kind of everything.
0: We almost didn't <laughs> even talk about it. We just knew we could see it in each other's eyes. Yeah. We were like, this is everything we wanted. It's great value. Right. And
1: and it was we went, the yeah. only one that we looked at that was close to home. And it was... Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, from where you live and from where I live, it was basically in the middle. So, like, you know, her family friends that still live in the area, my family friends that still live in the area. Mm-hmm. Very short drives. They could drive home, you know. So...
0: So we went home and we were like, this is it. We committed. We, I remember we like yeah. told our parents. We told the venue.
1: Yeah. I think we did it that day or maybe the next day. Like maybe we like sent the paperwork the next day because it yeah. was a weekend or something. But
0: And I remember being really excited because we booked it. And when you book it, you book a day. So we're like, we knew right then and there we're getting married August 8th.
1: Yeah, that's true. And
0: that was so exciting. That's true. That was yeah. That was another
1: thing that just makes it real is mm-hmm. like. Having the venue, but also having the date, and you start telling people mm-hmm. like August 8th, 8
0: 88. 88. Eight. Eight, eight. Just gonna take a really quick break and tell you about a company called World Packers. World Packers is an opportunity for those of you who are looking to travel abroad while working or volunteering. It is an online forum housing all kinds of opportunities from sustainable farming, community projects, working for NGOs, working in hostels, homestays, guest house. Camping, holistic centers, all kinds of different opportunities for different people of all walks of life. Uh, if you're interested in volunteering or working abroad and you're not exactly sure how to start, this is a really cool opportunity where you can message hosts and find the opportunity that fits perfect for you. So you can go on the website right now, worldpackers.com, and you can look at all the opportunities and see what there is to offer. But if you want to message one of the hosts and try and set up, um, an opportunity for yourself, you have to become a member of the site. It's a $40 annual fee. And if you use my code JULIA20, it'll take $20 off. And so it's just a $20 annual fee. And so it's really nothing. If this is something you want to do and you find the perfect opportunity, it only costs $20 to make it happen. And you don't even have to sign up if you don't find anything that you don't like. So go check it out. Worldpackers.com. Use code JULIA20. Thanks. So that was fun. And so then, like I said, we booked all of the vendors. I just had a series of conversations with all of them. Um, eventually we found, we for the cake, we picked someone off Thumbtack. We ended up not going with a fancy Maybe bakery because I don't really care about cake that much. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we just <laughs> picked this one woman. Her name was Tasha. And she, mm-hmm. the company was Sweet Eats and Treats or Sweet... No, sugar high, H-I. That's That's it. Right. Sugar high, sweet treats and eats. Yeah. That was it. Uh, And her yeah. name is Tasha Taylor, and it, the cake was stunning. I just wanted a basic white yeah. cake, and we had the floors, put flowers on it. Mm-hmm.
1: But it had three flavors in it. It was It was big. three layers. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. big.
0: I did this thing, which I think was smart, and I intentionally asked for not like less cake than there were people I was like I don't think everyone which is smart needs a full slice because they're Mm -hmm. just not gonna want it and some people will share slices with their husband a lot of people
1: like leave before the cake and like some people leave after the ceremony and it's just like plus some people just get full on dinner I mean that's just that's a normal thing that we did for catering Was just like you Mm -hmm. never have enough Dessert for the amount of people because they don't all eat
0: it. I didn't hear any complaints about there not being enough cake. And then she can she did each layer a different flavor, which was no extra cost. So that was fun. And yeah, we did that this was like fun. fun cake tasting. I <laughs> yeah, have a we vlog did. of it. You can watch. Yeah. On my channel and. Uh, we okay. did it
1: in our um, venue for the rehearsal mm-hmm. or welcome party, whatever. And that was called. another
0: tricky thing we had to figure out. That would probably take the most thought was where to have our rehearsal dinner.
1: Yeah. It was kind of tough because that was also on like my side of the family too. So we were trying to figure all that out and Mm -hmm. just get the right mixture of like casual and fun, but also you know like drinking beers and close by to the Mm -hmm. hotel and the venue. And so like this is not easy.
0: This is so off topic um, because we're not talking about this. But I I wanted to say this when we recap our our wedding, but so we already recorded it. Yeah. When because we were having a hard time finding a venue. So I was the one that ended up being like, let's do a brewery. And I contacted the brewery that we ended up doing it at. It's called Jekyll. Yeah. And I, like I was the first person to just email them. And so your mom, (laughs) you and your mom definitely planned the party. I know
1: what you're getting at.
0: Yeah. So you and your mom planned the whole party and like everything was you guys. But just because I made the initial email, like I was the contact. And so we get to the party and it says like the Robertson wedding. (laughs) And I just felt so bad. I was like, why didn't. Like, why didn't they put both of our... Di- like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every wedding has two people. For sure. So I don't understand why they wouldn't e- at least ask, right. what's the name of the groom? Or maybe they thought your name was Robertson. I don't know. Either I know. way, I, was, I felt bad because your mom threw the party. It's a very
1: strong name.
0: And it just said Robertson wedding. <laughs> so we got a lot of the big pieces planned early on, and then we didn't have to do yeah, a lot for a while, nice. which was good because all my friends decided to get married.
1: In- oh, yeah. Including...
0: My cousin Serbren, who had to postpone her wedding a couple times, we coordinated and decided she would get married two weeks before me because she lives in Egypt. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I can't come all the way back. And she wanted me to be the maid of honor. And she's like, I can't get married and come back and do all this traveling. I needed it to all be in one trip. Right. So she got married two weeks before me. So that was a lot. So during the engagement, I was helping her plan her wedding too. And I threw her a shower, uh, a Zoom shower, which was pretty fun. Right. And then also in February... My roommate betty got engaged yeah and had a three month engagement so she got yeah. engaged in february and <laughs> yeah. married in may and right. she didn't have bridesmaids but i'm just gonna go on and um be bold and say that i was basically a maid of honor because i she did everything that. a maid of yeah. honor does through a bachelorette party <laughs> did a lot of things and i was like living with her so i was really in it with her right and it was stressful yeah <laughs> it was a joy like betty getting married was one of the happiest days of my life i'm gonna sure. be honest with you but it was a lot that was happening, and then my friend Lindy Joe, Lindy Joe's Roundup, oh yeah, from <laughs> <Lindy Jo's> the <laughs> World Race, <laughs> livestock with Lindy. She also got married. She got engaged one week after us, and she had a sort of short, uh, five months, reasonable time. Yeah,
1: well, that's, I, yeah, it's not crazy. Some
0: people would say it's a little short. Yeah. So I went to Texas a few times for her. Mm-hmm. I went and saw her in January, and then I went again for her bachelorette, and then we went again for her wedding. So right, that yeah. was added.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah, so that was good. I mean, Stuff
0: be- going on. So we, yeah. Right,
1: you knocked out all the real big important stuff and then it was more just like the nitty gritty grind towards the end. Like
0: mm-hmm. just figuring
1: out all the little things. So it was good. Yeah,
0: and I picked my dress in February. So that was already happening too. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Multiple fittings.
0: Yeah. So a lot. It was nice that we got it settled out because just the summer was just so crazy with other people's. Because. Yeah. We had showers, and especially for Betty, having you know waited so long to get married, yeah. we threw her every party because she deserved it. Yeah. We threw her multiple showers.
1: Yeah, engagement she had a, party, bachelorette
0: party, bachelor party mm-hmm. everything you could think of. Betty deserved it. So, mm-hmm. and that all happened in three months. And then also Serbin's having showers, and so, and I didn't have anything until my bachelorette party in July, late July. Oh, that's right. So yeah, I, like I felt like a bride the day that I got engaged, obviously, and our wedding tours, and then when we went wedding dress shopping, I just need to say that was the one of the best days of my life. It was <laughs> so fun. My yeah. mom came, and Betty, Betty is so good at making me feel special, and she did my makeup, and she got me a card in these little bretts so I could put little fancy bretts in my hair, and my I curled for my for the
1: dress picking. Yeah, so oh, I, I did my hair
0: and makeup and had fancy bretts in my hair, so, so I looked. Sense, yeah pretty in all the dresses so I could kind of picture it Mm -hmm. and we I made breakfast for everyone and we drank mimosas and it was so fun and my mom was just so excited and I was like crying I have this video of me we're like Betty's filming because she was the best she my mom wanted to just experience everything and so Betty filmed me in every dress and vlogged so that I could see myself and take pictures and then my mom just got to stare at me and be happy and make comments and Mm -hmm. So that was really nice with buddy. And when they left me alone in the room with all my dresses for the first time to put them on, I was just like, I can't believe this. I'm so happy. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was one of the best days of my life. And then I didn't really feel super bridey until my bachelorette party in July. And then we had my shower, our shower. We had a joint shower like a few weeks later and then the wedding
1: a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Another big part of our engagement was we did couples counseling.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you want to explain it? Yeah, so it's not necessarily like full, like normal counseling that most people probably have heard about. It's more of like a mentorship. Um, We got paired with a couple from our Mm -hmm. church, and they take us through some curriculum, and we also did like a big test, kind of like a compatibility test, but also like a-
0: evaluation. Yeah, just
1: like an evaluation of like your strengths and weaknesses as a person, but then also as a couple. Took forever. Yeah, it was a very long- Very long test. We did it at the lake one day and didn't realize how long it was going to be until we started.
0: took me multiple days.
1: Yeah. and But yeah, it was really fun. It was like an eight-week thing, and every week we kind of went over a different,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: faction of marriage, and it was really good. And we really liked the couple that we were with. We invited them to the wedding. Um, We love them. Yeah. We learned a lot. It was really cool. I'm glad we did it.
0: Yeah, each week was like, we talked about money, we talked about sexual expectations, we mm-hmm. talked about communication,
1: communication mm-hmm. problem
0: solving.
1: Yeah, family stuff.
0: Family, yeah. yeah. The one really big gift they gave us, they ha- asked our parents to fill out a bunch of questions about their expectations for being grandparents and for being in-laws and for yeah being in our lives and so it forced our parents to think about those things think about what they wanted and to communicate them to us right i just appreciated so much hearing my parents share about what it was like their relationship with my grandparents with their in-laws and what they wanted out of like their relationship with us and our children and Mm -hmm. it's just so valuable now to know kind of what where my mom's head at if my mom and dad's heads are at you know are they gonna respect the way we raise our kids and my parents shared a lot about (laughs) resenting some of their parents like forcing parenting techniques on me and Robbie yeah (laughs) and my dad shared the story he was like talking to his dad he's like Robbie's not gonna like you if you try and parent him he only sees you a few times a year and if you try and parent him just be his grandpa like you don't have time yeah you can't parent him in a week if you don't like what I'm doing you can't change it yeah So you might as well just be a good grandpa, Robbie's not going to like you, and my sweet grandpa was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So that was like really beneficial to hear. Yeah. And then our parents wrote letters, like my parents wrote letters to Drew, and Drew's mom wrote a letter to me, and it was so sweet. I also realized through counseling, you and I are really good at being vulnerable Mm -hmm. with each other and strangers.
1: Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And too, like, we're really good at communicating, which is nice. Mm. Um, That was one of our highest scores.
0: We also had a really high sexual expectation score. Yeah. we (laughs) Meaning we're on the same page. So I just need everyone to know that.
1: But again, like that's the vulnerability thing. We were willing to talk about that stuff before, you know, engaging in it. So it was, it was good.
0: One point they even modeled conflict resolution for us.
1: Oh my God. That was so funny because she like, they went into it and I thought this was going to be like, cause she was holding, what threw me off is she was holding like cards. So I literally thought it was just like this scripted thing that like it was part of the curriculum and like
0: you Go they do were doing this doing a
1: skit. i thought they were doing a skit so like kind of early on i'm kind of like giggling and like oh, wow that's funny and then i realized like oh my gosh this is like a conflict that happened today that they have not discussed like they are it truly doing a conflict about a, a you know a problem that they had today like hours before we started our session and i was like yeah wow and I was just like, suddenly it was just very uncomfortable. Because like, I, again, I wasn't expecting it. And I was just like, oh god, like I have been acting like a doofus the last like 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, so basically they had taught us sort of a method of how to discuss... Con- conflict. Yeah, and one person's supposed to listen and one and like repeat back what you heard and what you think. That, there was a whole like method. Yeah, and so they were modeling it with actual real life conflict in yeah. their life that they had not <laughs> discussed. So she had something and then he had something and they didn't tell each other what it was and it was real stuff. Real. And then we had to do it too with real stuff.
1: Yeah, and I was actually kind of bad at that, but I don't think so. Well, I just I made your feelings. I was trying to express like what you were feeling, and I kept making it about me.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, yeah. That was one thing we d- we talked about.
1: And what I kept doing is like, so you're feeling that I'm a burden or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: any yeah. Anytime I would bring up something, I felt he would find a way to make it about an insecurity of of yours. Exactly. Yeah, like, and I'm like, oh, this is because I smell or because I, I yeah. suck or you know. <laughs> my personality. Like, no, that's not what I said.
1: Yeah, my personality type is very good at being the martyr, especially when I'm like already feeling hurt suddenly everything becomes Mm -hmm. about me and so like I was trying to like echo back her feelings to her and I just kept putting like this like twinge of me
0: this is a made-up example but say I would be like I feel bored on the weekends I want to do more activities yeah this is completely made up and you would say so what I'm hearing is I'm boring right and I'm not interesting enough and I'm like right no that's not what I said and you're making it all about you yeah exactly
1: yeah (laughs) No, that's exactly what it was, and it's just, yeah, it's definitely one of the character weaknesses of my personality, so.
0: I would say we both learned also how much we were people policing, and I guess I already sort of touched on that. I realized through all of this, these evaluations, that there are a lot of people in my life and a lot of decisions I make, like, I'll agree to do things, or I'll make certain choices because I just want people to be satisfied with me. Yeah. And I didn't know I did that to the extent that I did that. And, and apparently we both do it. Yeah. And as, we, and as we were moving in together, we moved in together two months before because of logistics. We can talk about that in a second. But we <laughs> we, we were realizing, like, we can't be overly people-pleasing each other as we're trying to merge our lives, like, in a physical yeah. way.
1: Well, just in every way. A physical
0: meaning, like, physical space. Like physical space. Like, sharing physical space.
1: Yeah, but also, I mean, just people-pleasing in the sense of, like, not wanting to bring up sensitive topics just because it's you know you know you're gonna make someone else unhappy or Mm -hmm. it was just it was a very good thing because like early on they were like you guys are a great couple you communicate well but then they realized like they found this one flaw Mm -hmm. in the sense that we both like to please other people so that makes Mm -hmm. it while we can communicate well and while we can handle conflict well and while we can do all these things it might be one of those things where we both avoid a topic because we are trying to please each other and So it was just, it was a very good, it was a very good thing to put on the radar.
0: Yeah, and for me it came up a lot when we moved in, because this is Drew's house, or it is my house (laughs) now, but when we moved in, like, he lived here years before we even met. Yeah. And it's been his house, and I moved in not, I have to think of this as my house too, and this is our life and our family, our house, and I need to be comfortable here, Mm -hmm. and so if I'm just not doing or saying things that I want or need because I want I don't want to offend you because it's <laughs> yeah. your house. That's not going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we, we were, luckily we were in counseling when that happened. So it was good.
0: Yeah. That yeah. all over- overlapped. Yeah. And we can talk about moving in. We decided to move in together two months before we got married, which I can't explain enough how good of a choice that was. We mostly did yeah. it because of logistics because Betty got married in May. And so I didn't have a roommate and I thought about paying all the rent myself, but it's expensive. And then the my friends who own the house wanted to sell it.
1: Right. Because your lease was over. The, the lease was over. Yeah. They wanted
0: to sell it. Betty was moving. And so it would have been expensive and really silly. I just felt like, why yeah. am I doing this?
1: Yeah. And we had talked about a couple other options. Like you can move into my house and then I could like move in with my mom or something. And like.
0: People offered for me to live. With, like people. Right. But people who lived far away. and yeah, I, lived, yeah. I work in Midtown Atlanta.
1: <laughs> you can stay in Gainesville with me.
0: <laughs> yeah and i was like this is silly like who am i even doing that for uh-huh. it makes so much sense so we moved in and once we moved and i we realized it was the really good choice for us like they say don't do too many big things at once yeah and planning your wedding and then moving in and going on a honeymoon all in the same week that's a lot of things
1: and we also had so much leading up to our wedding that like Because a lot of people, you know, they'll move all their stuff in together a few weeks before they get married, and then when they get married, you go to the house, like, whatever.
0: You sleep on an air mattress.
1: Yeah, and so that's fine, but that wasn't really an option for us, because two weeks before our wedding, we had your cousin's wedding, and we were in D.C. for a week, and then we came back, and then I had finals, and then we, we had one week. I had one week of nothing before the wedding, but you had no time to take off from work so that you could do the honeymoon. I didn't
0: take any time off.
1: So there was really no... Before the wedding. Uh, no real way for us to move everything in before the wedding and then after the wedding we'd go on honeymoon and then we had a bunch of other things um you know after the wedding just like the few weekends like we until september we didn't really slow down so it was just one of those things like when were we gonna do it <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was gonna be way more stressful at a later date and then for me personally like i looked at it very much so, in the sense that I have a hard time with change. And again, if you change too many things at once, I start to get overwhelmed and yeah. like kind of shut down. And so, the fact that we had moved in already kind of lived together and not kind of, I mean, we lived together and kind of got that momentum going in the sense that, hey, we can cohabitate. We're not going to freak out. We're going to be just fine. And then we're going to, you know, move into the stage of marriage together. Was very helpful just for me. And again, that's a personal choice. You know, I'm not saying one is good or bad. I'm just saying that's what I really needed looking back on it. Yeah. And I'm glad that it all worked out. And again, just logistically, it all worked out. Um,
0: yeah, and our our counselors actually... They said, you know, we never would have, we've never recommended this for anyone before and we weren't sure about you guys doing that. But now that we know you and we see it, like, that was a really good choice. Yeah,
1: they were like, that was actually really smart. Like, we've never endorsed this before, but, like, it actually, for y'all, was the right decision. And so.
0: Yeah, and I really can't stress this enough. Do whatever is best for you. Yeah. I know, there might be, like, cultural judgment based off whatever circle you run in but do what makes sense for you and your family and yourself and your personality
1: yeah absolutely
0: another big takeaway from the engagement i would say is communicating expectations i already touched on this but i forgot to mention that one of the ways i started the wedding planning process and i also recommend this big time is i communicated with my mom and with drew like what are your highest values as far as the, the right. budget goes. Like, what do you care about the most? Yeah. And we can communicate that to each other so that that way we understand when we're planning things and allocating resources. Like, we yeah. know, like, I didn't care about that, but I didn't realize that you did. And I, I think it's important. Like, I really wanted to honor my mom and include my mom, and she cared a lot. Like, people always say, like, after the bride, like, it's, and the groom, it's the mother <laughs> of the bride's day. Yeah. And I, that's how I felt, and maybe you don't agree, but I wanted <laughs> my mom to have... This experience for herself, it was very much like about her. Yeah. I told her I said I care about videography, <laughs> photography is like one of my biggest values. I yeah, and like the aesthetics of the wedding, but like I care about the memories a lot and want to put resources toward that. I want to have really good, uh really good storytelling. And my mom was like, I care about the the party aspect. I want to have a nice alcohol. I want to have an open bar. Right. I didn't want to have an open bar. I just wanted to have beer and wine. I didn't even want to have liquor. <laughs> And she was like, absolutely not. Like, there will be an open bar. It's going to be a fun party. I want to... She was thinking really from a hospitality perspective. Sure. And a party. Like, she wanted to throw a nice party. Options for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And Drew agreed with her on that. One thing I learned, too, is, like I said, I really wanted my mom to feel honored. And I think one thing I learned is everyone feels honored differently. Just, like, we all have different love languages and we experience things differently. So, like, I didn't realize... That my mom would want to be a part of a lot of the nitty gritty details. And she would want to plan. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just... I plan so much of it by myself. Yeah. and Because I'm just good at that. And I'm so efficient. And sometimes... There were a lot of times where I chose efficiency over experience like my mom would be like let's go taste this thing let's go try this thing let's go see it a a second time and i (laughs) i didn't want to go see things again or try things again i was like i just want to make a choice i chose efficiency a a lot yeah and i started to realize she wasn't getting to plan or be a part of a lot of things because i was just doing it because i am her daughter i'm exactly like her and i am efficient right and i started realizing like for her to feel honored she wants to be a decision maker
1: yeah
0: and so I just started giving her things like, okay, well you can be in charge. She was in charge of the food for the day of and she planned mm-hmm. the pool party. She really picked we had a pool party, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, she really handled the whole like hotel room block.
1: Yeah, that was really she nice. planned
0: all of that. She did a good job. Um, I helped, she helped pick invitations like mm-hmm. and the, I realized the more she was involved like the more she was excited and because again, like it was to me it was her wedding too. Not like her wedding, but like it was a special event for her and my family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So overall, I loved being engaged. I'm glad we're married now; it's much better. Yeah, I really like being married to you. Big fan. Yeah, I agree. I would recommend it, but uh, you know, I don't want anyone else to marry you but me. So, don't recommend marrying Drew.
1: Yeah, that's only we for me. Marriage, but we're, <laughs> we're done with marriage. <laughs>
0: So I hope that was interesting, maybe helpful, maybe insightful. Uh, we loved being engaged. The we are, like I said, we recorded a two-part episode where we talk about our wedding. I don't think it's going to be the next episode. I'm going to talk about a different topic, but then we'll have that coming up, and then we're also probably going to debrief our honeymoon. Um, so we'll be hearing from Drew a lot. He's yep. my unofficial
1: co-host. Yeah, resident guest host. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being
0: here. I love you. Thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon. Bye.